0: should not go with the flow or should not go like what others are doing they should follow their heart or their choice because that that uh, will work more for them hi everyone dr priya this side so basically uh, i had did the masters in medical biotechnology and doctorate in cancer biology apart from that i had also did postgraduate diploma from california university in collaboration with m management association Uh, The diploma is in hospital and healthcare administration. And apart from that, also did a course in rural administration. So this is all about my academic part. Beyond that, I am also interested in writing. Uh, You can see I am a writer by heart. But then again, it is a scientific writing more of. uh, And have a hobby of reading a lot and also playing with my pet. Uh, a trained uh, volunteer uh, for treatment of animals and beyond that i i love exploring the nature and the places which are very serene so this is all about me a little brief thank you
1: welcome To the PhD Talk Show by Biopatrica, and with us today is Dr. Priya Mehta, who is a Medical Sciences Liaison with Desiderus Life Sciences Limited, and we are very happy to have her.
0: Welcome. Thank you so much, Dr. Alberta. Grateful for this opportunity. Thank you. You're welcome. In Finding out
1: a little bit about you before, one of the things that I noted is that your academic training and your personal life experiences, your passion really uh, fit you well into the role as a medical science liaison. So I would like you to share a little bit more about that academic training and personal passion as a mold for your present
0: job? Sure. Uh, so basically I had did my integrated master's in medical biotechnology. So it is in specialization course, which is in five and a half year. So that set the background for, you know, the medical uh, context, which I'll be needing as a base to under when this uh, position. And apart from that, after completing my master's degree, uh, in during that also, I did the internship at Academic and Research Institute along with the pharmaceutical industry. And after that, I had uh, two and a half years of full to research experience. So that research experience had helped me to gain the knowledge about the different techniques and about the molecular biology of the cancer basically which is playing role in the pathogenesis as well as in diagnostic and therapeutics and after that uh, I had shifted into academia and along with the academia I had uh, underwent my doctoral degree so there also I was more of uh, linked with the hospital and the research work so all this in total had said the You know, the ground strong base for this role. Yes, that's
1: very important. And uh, that's the academic training part of it. And especially as a medical sciences liaison, you that interface, and you could even say that translator or interpreter between the patient and the experts and the products that come out from the company. So you could share a little bit about how the, some of your personal life experiences helped with in being that interpreter between the two sectors, the patients, the products, the the experts.
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, So the base of uh, going into the oncology uh, sector and specifically into the breast cancer had been set, uh, uh, you know, when my grandmother got suffered with the breast cancer and I had seen her terminal pain. And at that time, the seed uh, just landed into the mind that I want to go further in this sector only so that I can make at least a little bit impact in the life of the patient. And second thing is when I was doing my doctoral work at that time also my work is more of confined to the Saurashtra region patient. And that uh, region is totally unexplored region in Gujarat. So the patients are coming more of from the rural background. So the day in and day out into the hospital interacting with the patients doing uh, when I was uh, taking the details, when I was collecting their samples, then again interacting with their relatives. I had seen the trauma of the disease and the real life uh, experience about how they are uh, coping up with this phase. So that, uh, you know, helped me to get uh, more of empathetically into this sector. Right. Uh, uh, like some of the,
1: as you say, nice soft skills you mentioned, that empathy, that understanding, uh, just being in the real life situation and journey with the patients, even with your family member. And uh, even as you move into to this role, though there are different skills that you need, did you find a situation where there may have been certain other skills you might have had to learn along the way that you didn't have before that it would be important for persons interested in that role to know about?
0: Yeah, sure. So uh, during my academic uh, uh, timing when I was studying, we have different sessions of personality development in that in every semester we are been taught, you know, different verbal, nonverbal communication, interpersonal skills, presentation skills. I feel uh, that played a big role. Uh, in uh, my career and second thing is when I was studying at the same time my professors were very keen and I'm grateful that they had sent me to different you know uh, at different conferences workshop I had did multiple presentations oral posters and that also helped me to get rid of the stage fear that helped me to network with the people you know and it also uh, make me very worse to communicate with the people, the correct thing in the correct time, because in such presentations, we have a short time. So uh, that is how uh, I had learned. And beyond that, to fit in into this role, since the doctorate degree and the academia is totally different thing, switching to a corporate sector, that to uh, a sector where you need to be abreast with the recent knowledge. I, I need to, you know, learn and get well-versed with the recent data about research, about molecule, drugs, even diagnostic clinical trials, real world data. So that also uh, needed when you want to shift into this sector. So basically I, I can sum up all the thing is I am constantly, you know, learning, unlearning and relearning the things.
1: Yes, and, and the thing about having pursued a PhD, it's all about that ability to do exactly what you said. That's learn and relearn, etc. And if we could tap back a little bit, persons would be interested in applying for the role. So are there any tips you might be able to give them, let's say in terms of how they should prepare for that type of interview in particular?
0: Uh, Yeah, sure. I can. Uh, If anyone is interested specifically to go into medical affairs like uh, my position so the first key thing uh, what they need to have is they need to have a very good soft skills communication skills and interpersonal skill that is the key because you are interacting day in and day out with the clinicians as well as you might to deal with patients also or the paramedic professionals as well so so you need to have a good communication skill so that you can transfer the knowledge in a correct way and the uh, Second thing uh, uh, which you need to have is, uh, you need to constantly read and get the things, you know, which is latest. Because when you are dealing with any drug or molecule, you need to be thorough with the clinical trials, the clinical data, that how that molecule will work in the real time when it has been given to the patients. So that skill is needed must. And apart from that, one need to have a good presentation and writing skill as well, because uh, you are ultimately dealing with the scientific assistance towards KOL for your brand or product. So that also you need to be thorough with before switching to this field. Right. And so
1: when you were in the interview process, the actual leading up into obtaining the role, how were they able to, let's say, test or assess you for some of those skills? Were there any, like,
0: exam or such? Oh, yes. Uh, it is not that easy to land up into uh, good positions, you know. Uh, the interview process a little tough, as I will say and uh, uh, it will actually test your knowledge every way not only the bookish knowledge or your grades which you had received so talking about my interview it was three to four steps so initially it was a telephonic interview which went for nearly one one and a half hours after that i had uh, since it was a COVID time So uh, there was a virtual interview, and in that virtual interview also, it also went for nearly half an hour or so, where they had (coughs) asked about my academic credentials, about my subject knowledge, and why I want to have this much big transition, because I am basically from research and academic background, and I had completely... A shift, you know, 360 degree shift in my career, I had been shifted to corporate sector. So that uh, I had to justify that why I want to and how I'll fit in into that role. So that justification was very important. After that, uh, I had to give presentation, they had given me uh, the topic as well as the drug molecule. So the presentation was there uh, about that. There also, there was a sort of viva like we have in PhD defense. After that, there was a personal interview and then I ended up with this position and I got selected. So it is, uh, anyways, even if you go in research institute or R&D, uh, there is a three to four stage interview. Depends on the institution criteria, but it is normally two to three stage at least.
1: Right. Uh, and uh, there was something interesting that came to my mind with, with f- almost a three to four step to, to land the job. How is it on the job? Like what, what is a typical, if there's something like typical, how does a day run for you when
0: at work? Uh, It was totally different, you know, uh, going to a research center, working in academic institute and working in corporate sector is a little different thing. So the first day when I went to my office, which is a big, huge corporate house, it was different environment, different people. So um, uh, it was altogether a different experience. I had to remold myself in, uh, into the new environment, into the new job culture. You know, I had to learn a lot many things because, as I told, uh, I, it is all about the recent advances uh, for any drug or any molecule. So I had to learn uh, and adapt a lot many things. The culture was totally different, which I was not used to. So it was a a mixed of dilemma, you know, uh, a very good feeling also and a a scary thought as well that whether I'll fit in into it or not.
1: Right, and we happy to know that you're still at it because, you know, as you say, it's something that you passionate about. You know that you know you know personally touches you in that sense. And so like when, when the you know, a day comes at your work, some of the time is set aside in actual research and keeping abreast. And suppose some of the time will be set aside in going out to the patients. And if you could just enlighten us a little bit about some of the tasks that you might have to perform on a given day.
0: Right. Uh, So in my current role, as told, I'm working in medical affairs, in the capacity of medical science liaison. So in my role, uh, uh, the first thing which I need to do every day is uh, to interact with the clinician, uh, both virtually as well as uh, in person. And we need to get insights about our products so that we can learn more that how it will help the patient, how it is helping the clinician for their treatment. That is star Second thing is I need to provide the scientific assistance uh, to the KOLs. Uh, KOLs are key opinion leaders, basically the clinicians. So you can say I am actually advocate for our product or a brand. Uh, and uh, apart from that, I'm also uh, dealing uh, with uh, providing the trainings to our uh, internal staff as well as the paramedic staff in the institutions, in the medical centers. And beyond that, also working in uh, different projects, uh, basically collecting the real-world evidence and real-world data about the target molecules or drugs. So this is all uh, you know. my daily uh, work includes. A mix
1: of all. Yes, it it really sounds like a, a, a as you say a good mix. I don't think anything is boring in that sense. And uh, is there any other encouragement or uh, advice you would want to give? for persons that you may not have mentioned before that you'd want to give for persons who want to take that um, leap and transition from academia into industry and possibly even be bypassing the poster. Any final words of advice?
0: just to summarize is what I feel is uh, people should not go with the flow or should not go like what others are doing. They should follow their heart or their choice because that that uh, will work more for them. So rather than going uh, to the stereotype decisions like uh, doing the doctorate just for the degree and then going to the post-op, then then going to the academia or look into R&D centers, there are multiple options beyond academia, beyond research centers, people can go uh, in multiple places. Again, they should follow their passion. I, I'll repeat that one more time because ultimately the, your passion will uh, land up into the growth and good position and even a satisfied life, you know, because following the path which others have taken will not land up you to a good, uh, good pace and you're not at peace. So one should follow their passion. That is what I believe. And uh, the topic of PhD, uh, which you are doing ultimately decides your future path as well. So that is also very important beyond uh, your institution and your guide, because ultimately you will be expert in that particular single field. After doing your doctorate, it will be tough to switch. So it is good to select wisely. Uh, the topic uh, which you like, which you want to go further, whether it's research or academia, any anything as per the choice. But there are options beyond academia and research. That is what I can strongly say. So we
1: want to thank uh, Dr. Priya Mehta for joining us today on the PhD talk show by BioPatrica. And we continue to encourage our listeners, as she said, that. You know, there are a wide range of options beyond academia that you can pursue as a career. So thank you again, Dr. Meet.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you. Grateful for this opportunity. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Alberta. Thank you, (laughs) Biophysical.